Welcome to season two, Jesse. Oh, here we go. Yeah, baby, we bump made it. It's gonna be a bumpy one. We made it, man. We made yeah, it. here we are. And you know, we're just kind of coming out of this dark period of the last two and a half years, and we've sustained. Yeah, we've made we, it. Yeah, we have sustained. I'm pretty proud of us. Speaking of dark, though, uh, the basement's getting a bit dark, so we could probably use some donations from our uh, fans oh, out there. What to help keep the lights on? Jay? That, that's Is it. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, throw some money yeah. at us. We oh, could even okay. we could even give you a hat or or uh, some shirts. What we got? Masks, some stuff, right? We masks. got masks. Yeah, if yeah. those of you that are still uh, proceeding with caution, I guess you could say, yeah. going out to pubs, seeing all the live music that we're going to be promoting, oh, we look. have masks for you. Yeah, looking forward. To it. We got some great guests coming up this season too, don't we? Yes, we do. So if you'd like to uh, make a charitable donation or inquire about our merchandise, uh, hit us up Facebook, Instagram, or shoot us an email at kitchenerfamous at gmail.com. Yeah, we hope you enjoy the show. Jonathan, we need 100 meals for our staff lunch. Let's start wedding planning. Brit, what should skip. we do for food? Ribs. We got to figure out dad's retirement party. Hey, what's for dinner? I'm thinking the Lank. Hey, everybody. Tim here from the Lancaster Smokehouse, KW's go-to barbecue joint for over a decade. But we do so much more than just dining and takeout. Food truck weddings to corporate lunches in the Lank loft, we're guaranteed to take your event to the next level. Big or small, we cater them all. Check out LankSmokehouse.com for more info. Hey, Jesse, how are you? You know, I'm doing just fine because I'm at Kitchener's truest Irish pub, Falls Road. They serve authentic Irish meals, cold pints, and they've got great live music. Yeah, I always ask for the shepherd's pie, and Gabe, the owner, has to keep correcting me that he calls it a cottage pie. <laughs> and one of my favorite things is Fish Friday every single week. But why don't you tell me a little ditty about what time they open and close? <laughs> for sure. Mondays and Tuesdays is 4 to 11, Wednesday to Thursdays, noon to 11, Fridays to Saturdays, noon to midnight, and Sundays, noon to 10. And every day is a happy hour till 6 p.m. The Falls Road Pub is conveniently located at 296 Victoria Street North in Kitchener. Visit them on the internet at www.thefallsroadpub.ca. Find them on Facebook at The Falls Road Pub. Instagram at the underscore falls underscore road underscore pub. Twitter at The Falls Road Pub 296. Shoot them an email at thefallsroad296 at gmail.com or try calling them at 519-742-0600. Oh, and we're officially into season two, brother. Cheers to you, man. We made it. We made it. So what have you been doing? Uh, I've been seasoning. I've been seasoning, man. Marinating? Using lots of seasoning, yeah. I'm getting into the basil. Yeah. Uh, I've been into spices too, but uh, I ran out of time. (laughs) How do you spell time? (laughs) T-H-Y-M-E. Oh man! All okay. right. I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. We're I think it's time, time to get the third okay, wheel going let's here. Go. Right? Let's let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So this guy began playing piano at an early age and has stuck with it ever since. He can be found locally and afar, performing his original music with with the trio, featuring Ben Rollo on drums and Mark McIntyre on bass. Are you reading this? Yeah. 
<laughs> Additionally, he is a long-standing member of uh, local fan favorites, Romeo Sex Fighter. He's also featured in various projects, such as Lance Anderson Presents the Band, Lance Anderson's Woodstock Show, and Matchadish uh, Parish. Um, this guy is also a mainstay at the annual Kitchener Blues Fest and is now promoting his new single called He Don't Need Love. He Don't Need Love. Folks, it's our good friend, Matt Widinger. Welcome, Matt. Hello. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Hello everybody. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, taking some time and hanging with us here, Matt. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this is great. Welcome to Kitchener Famous. Um, You're going to say, welcome to Kitchener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like the signs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Population three hundred and eight thousand. Listen, uh, you're obviously Kitchener famous, or else you wouldn't be on the show. So I do uh, reside here. That's it. Uh, we 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 want to know: Have you ever met anyone actual famous? And if you could, maybe, um, you know. well, maybe famous in my mind, and maybe your guys' mind as well. I met Booker T no at way. the Kitchener Blues Fest, probably almost ten, eight years ago now. Nice. Like that he was, was awesome. He was playing. At he the... was playing, and I caught him backstage, and I had one of those moments where I saw him from afar, and I was just like, "I gotta, I gotta try to get a picture with him." Yeah, oh. Did you? Yeah, did you get the picture. Nice. And was he a nice guy about it, or was he old and crusty? I don't remember actually. No, I think no. it was very brief. <laughs> I thought I'm gonna get in and get out before I say anything or do anything stupid. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. like sometimes meeting your heroes sucks, right? Yeah, like they say don't meet your heroes, and yeah, yeah it can suck or whatever. Yeah, right? it could be turn out to be an asshole or something. Yeah, but yeah. how do, how was his handshake? Did you get a handshake out of him? <laughs> I don't recall. No, I think I was just so was awestruck. Firm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, high, pretty, eh? pretty firm. I couldn't tell. I was so sweaty. My hand was slipping in and out of his. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That's so, um, when did your when did your like your um, passion began like how old were you um i think i was probably 13 or 14 when i started like paying attention to music you know there was earlier days where you'd hear it in the car or whatever but uh when it started to think of like oh this is something i'll actually like probably around that age and it started with you know led zeppelin and the doors and then nice. it could expand from there and yeah yeah well did you start on piano or did you start on guitar or I took piano lessons when I was like a, a little guy and then uh, kind of, you know, it was more of like the thing your parents tell you to do. Like, you're going to take piano lessons. You're going to go to skating. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you're going to do gymnastics. Um, and then from there, it was just, I kind of dropped it and then wanted to play guitar. Started playing guitar when I was probably 13 or 14. And then from there, it was kind of, okay, well, maybe I'll go back to piano. Because again, I started listening to bands like, Doors and Deep Purple, and I was like, "Well, that's cool. Maybe yeah. I can still retain some of that information." Yeah. What What are some of the first tunes you were trying to like learn? Like, oh, probably Green Onions. Yeah, cool. probably Green Pretty Onions sweet. was one of the first ones. Cool. That's a good start. Oh, geez, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Booker T, right? Yeah, like, that's great, man. Yeah. When is it that you like start playing with a band, or or like, is it at a jam where you start playing with other people, or first time probably would have been at Bobby O'Brien's. Yeah. Getting up because I was. Uh, one of my friends in elementary school and high school, his mom was Cheryl Lescom, who you guys both know. And yeah, uh, yeah. She she's a guest was... the season, by the way. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, that's okay. She, she, so she was saying, oh, if you're playing, you got to get up and play yeah. the Wednesday Night Jam. So that was probably the first time playing with a band. And I could still remember it because I was shitting bricks. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the song was Wind Cries Mary. Oh, wow. wow. That's it, a tough place to start. Right? Well, and it was one of those things where I don't know if the original is 
Jimmy's got it tuned down a, a half step or so uh, long story short I started in one key and the band started in another key <laughs> oh my and God. I was like these what? are the tab days so I'm oh. like there's no so I <laughs> Don't worry, I brought the song to a halt, which is always great too. <laughs> Wrong key! Wrong key! <laughs> and that made everyone in the band happy. How and, did John oh, Lee react? I oh, I don't. I don't yeah. Even, yeah. Kicked I, you off the stage, probably. Eh? Uh, yeah. what, much chagrin. Yeah, what, yeah. what are you jumping like a, a semitone? Like, are you one off? I think I was in B and they were in C. Oh, oh that's like harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and especially with that beautiful, you know? Yeah. Heard to be played a C. Imagine that all like semitone of Blur, 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 blur. <laughs> Heard a B, play to C. ACDC. <laughs> oh, that's got to come out after yeah, this season. We'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll release it. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you so you started at Bobby's, and then obviously there's a, there's like for me, every time I hear you, there's a blatant John Lee kind of like influence. So can you talk a little bit about those early years and maybe some of the, how he, how he helped you out, lent a hand or... Uh, well, Cheryl was also influential yeah, in yeah. that because she knew John, still does. But yeah. she was saying, oh, maybe if you ask nice on the right day, John will, uh, <laughs> John will meet you at Bobby's in the afternoon and, right. and show you a couple things on the organ. So we did that a couple times. Yeah, and, cool. You know, he was a little hit and miss sometimes. And sometimes we'd, he'd leave me with something and I'd be playing and I'd be there for like half an hour and I'd... He'd go be, looking for him, and he'd be having a smoke and having a beer on the patio. <laughs> and go, that's okay. That's good for the day. And, that's, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Checks in the mail, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Just walks away, eh? Just yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of some dude. That's sometimes the best thing you can do as yeah, a teacher. Is, honestly, it's uh, not not to. I'm not making fun of John, but like sometimes it is like just walk away, let him figure it out on his own. Yep. If it weren't for that man, like you probably. You know, you don't want to be spoon fed any of that kind of thing. You got to no, figure gotta a lot of that marinate, shit out. Eh? Pardon? You got to let it marinate. Marinate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's got to soak in a bit. Bring yeah. it back to the spice conversation. Right. <laughs> From Which was off the record. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> we will not go over that. Yeah, again. yeah. yeah. That's, that's a little taboo. So, so that's great. So, John Lee, uh, any other uh, older Kitchener famous fellows? Uh, help you out or well definitely cheryl cheryl was yeah. the one who kicked me in the ass and said mm -hmm. you know you got to sing if you're going to play you got to sing yeah and robert reed as well i know you guys yeah. probably know robert nice. robert yeah. was another huge guy to go you know you're gonna you're gonna sing so yeah nice they did that and uh john mckinley was one of the first guys i started gigging with and and you know gave me that opportunity to go and do some playing and like playing in a band with them, in a sense? Yeah, or, or yeah. duo stuff. Sometimes we would do Thursday nights at the Fox and the Fiddle, and nice. that was kind of one of the first intros into the, the bar scene and yeah. and seeing all that stuff go down, which was a great learning experience. So how does uh, Lumberjunk, if we could just kind of jump ahead a bit, yeah. how, do we, uh, how does that idea start, or how... Yeah, how does it evolve into what it became? Well, I was playing with Darius sometimes with John and, and right, getting into right. that realm. And, you know, he, he had worked with uh, Daryl before. So I was writing songs and I talked to Daryl about producing some of the songs. And then it kind of just naturally kept rolling and to the point where it's like, well, why don't we play these songs together as a band? Which was great because, again, at that age, I think I was 18 or 19 or something around there. And I was... I'd been playing it quite a bit, but I'd never really sunk my teeth into the original stuff before. So that's a great feeling, eh? Oh yeah, and yeah. those guys were all seasoned, you know, professionals, and like had been through all these different projects before, and and yeah, really helped me, you know, 
put that project together and 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 work on the tunes and and get it to that place. That's nice. This, we're talking Daryl Romp and uh, yeah. and Darius McKinley, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Who, who played drums on that? F- yeah. First record. Um, Jamie. Jamie. Allegra. Oh, Jamie Allegra. That's right. Yeah. 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 Nice. New York guy. So you guys put out what, like a couple out, two albums? Yeah, two EPs we put out. Two EPs, nice, yeah. nice. And how did they turn out? Well, I was thrilled with how they came out. I had never done professional professional recording at that <laughs> point, so just to be in that environment, work with those guys was awesome. Yeah, and you recorded? Did you do that all out at Kempel's? Was that Kempel's house? Yeah, the first one was uh, among the hung, that among the, the hung studio. studio yeah. yeah, and the second one, I think we we did some there, and then some at. Uh, Ryan Allen's studio that was on oh, Victoria okay. Street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. United Taxi right behind there, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like Bob's was the first Bob's yeah. guitar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That studio. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, man. Um, so you kind of spoke at the beginning, but can you speak a little more to some of those influences? How they're still kind of coming through? Like I heard your latest single, uh, "He Don't Need Love," and I even texted you when I heard it. It reminds me a lot of that uh, that early Paul McCartney Ram because yeah. everything was sort of him. Like the latest single, just if if anyone hasn't heard it, is called "He Don't Need Love," and Matt played all the instruments on it. And is that the first is that the first time you've done that? Like just done all the, your instruments or? Um, well, those songs like I got a bunch of them that I started working on right before the pandemic hit, and have still been working through. And that was kind of the goal. Like originally. When I put out the the first couple albums with me, Mark, and Ben, like under mm-hmm. my own name, I would make the demos at home, playing yeah. all the instruments and kind of conceive the ideas, and yep. then those guys would play the instruments much better than I could. But sometimes listening back and having the conversations with the guys, there would be things that I would play on the instruments due to, you know, lack of being professional, I guess yeah. you could say, on those instruments that would kind of have a certain character or a certain color and I, so I, I thought I'm going to just keep working on that and, and trying to keep getting better at all the instruments. So that's awesome though. Yeah. Over the last two years, I've just been working on that. So I put out, a, a, I think three songs so far from this batch that I've been working on. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, just with the idea that, uh, if I just keep working on it, it's all going to get better. Yeah. Well, like anything, right. But like, so what, what do you prefer then? Like, do you like being kind of alone in the studio or do you like, I mean, having other opinions sometimes is extremely distracting, especially when the vision can be very specific. But like, also, it can be rewarding if you're around the right, right people. So, what do you what do you prefer? I guess it's either a, or. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. when I started doing this, I really preferred doing it by myself because I had a clear idea. Or I wanted yeah. it to unfold naturally without. I, I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well. Sometimes you just need someone to tell you that it's it's you, you know, it's not good or it's not bad that it's, it's, this sounds like you, you know? Yeah. And then other times I found myself in a position where I would be, you know, feeling not confident in my own internal compass and then asking other people's opinion, getting good opinion, but then coming back and going, well, that's not me. I don't feel like that. So I, I do like trying to conceive these ideas and, you know, do them myself, but 
even the last couple months, I've been feeling like I, I need a kick in the ass because yeah. I'm, I'm at that point where I, I've got some buddies I share stuff with, yeah. but uh, yeah, you can kind of go crazy going, I, I don't even, I, okay, I've had this thing. It's been this idea. I've worked on it. And now it's like, is it even a thing anymore? Like, I don't yeah. know why I liked it in the first place. It's like place. wet Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've been ripping it apart and putting yeah. it back together. And I don't yeah. remember where that initial feeling came from. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, this single, He Don't Need Love, there's saxophone. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like learning new instruments too. You're kind of, you're in your head probably that way as well. Trying to see melodies from different different points of view now right like a saxophone for Big example time. well i played a little bit of sax in high school so i always kind of retained some of that i put some one of the first things that happened when COVID hit was i had an old trumpet lying around and i just thought i'm gonna i'm gonna just keep working away at this and so i i put some trumpet down at the end as well because i love the idea of like you know here's a basic structure of a song and like booker t like we were talking about or any of those great bands when everything's got its part you know, it works cohesively together and, and there's a time and a place for everyone, bah, 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 you know, bashing away together. But yeah. when everything has got its, its sonic part and you know, where it sits and rhythmically, I love putting those puzzles together. Yeah. So to have these, again, the goal is kind of, if I can get good enough on the trumpet that I can play thirds, you know, two, yeah. you know, and, and do that, then I've got this texture at my hand that I don't need to rely on someone else to do. I've got yeah. a clarinet too. I haven't been making much progress on that. There's a tuba lying around, you know, but do you actually have a tuba? Wow. For real? Yeah. Holy shit. That's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, it's like, it can get disheartening sometimes. Cause I go, wow, I'm just, you know, some days I pick up the trumpet and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm feeling confident on this enough to do what I want to do. Yeah. You like know? one yeah. Uh, couple bars or whatever. Yeah. yeah or yeah. some pads or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And then other days yeah. I go, I can't make a noise out of this yeah. thing. So, but yeah. th when I think about it in like, okay, what's, what am I going to be doing if I keep going at this in three years or two years or 10 years, where am I going to be on the instrument? Because if I can picture that down the road and keep investing the time, then future Matt's going to be thankful. Yeah. And yeah. Do, you, do you find learning on, you know, like in new ways on a new instrument um, aids when on, on what you're actually comfortable with too, like on a piano and, and that? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You like, start, start to see things in a different, in a different way. Like, yeah. Playing drums to a click track or working out parts. It's like in... in you know, buckling down on that, then all of a sudden I go to play, you know, rhythmic parts on the piano or percussive parts on the organ. And it's whether I know it or not, putting that time in on the drums, you know, the hands are doing everything. Yeah. So it's, it keeps everything lined in kind of. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. Great. Like sonic investments, I guess you could call it, right? Like, yeah. you, I've been doing that just like with, with some of my recordings. Like I, I use, I like using references. Like, okay, I want to do the whatever thing. I want to do the Paul thing in this part, or I want to do, and lately it's just been Full Moon Fever and Jeff Lynne because I just love those really, like, those really, really polished background vocals that are so-and-so. And, -so. and it, I found this technique that uh, they all kind of used. And I was like, well, I could teach my, like, I've got a, a good microphone and a good, like, a makeshift setup at home. I can teach myself how to how to do that. It's just a matter of putting the time in. Yeah. It's like and learning a new instrument. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, it is. Yeah. And using your, like, it's not a, it's not us singing into a 58 at a live gig. It's completely different. The, yeah. way, you yeah. sing, the, the way you sing into the mic, it completely affects the sound and how yeah. far you are away from a different mic and all that. So even learning that stuff I found is so rewarding. Like yeah. I get more, obviously we all, we're all the same. We get probably 
more that, than enough gratification out of getting it right on your own mm-hmm. than yeah. someone else saying, hey, you were great live, right? That's it. Yeah, you got to prove it to yourself is what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the process I find as well of like training your ears, like by listening to these things and trying to replicate it and like, yeah. okay, well, what am I hearing? You know, how do I describe what I'm hearing? How do you know, comparing it to what I've done. You know, I don't want to copy it, but can I get the same feeling out of this? You know? Yeah. What yeah. is it that I like about it? Is it, uh, you know, the length of the notes or what, right? And yeah. take that, which, which is, uh, exciting about it and use it for yourself. Yeah. 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 Use it totally. There's, way, there's right? no such thing as real original music, right? Like oh, it's no. always been borrowed, We're right? We're just so. trying to make the best music that, that we you think, can. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. How about the, the Matt Weidinger trio then? Like how, how does this start? Uh, um, that kind of started cause I was kind of taking a break from the original stuff, going and play with different people. And, uh, but I'd always played with Ben and I'd always seen Mark McIntyre playing with people. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try to make an album of my own material and write the whole thing and, and kind of orchestrate it. And, you know, I always knew I'd never really played with Mark before, but I knew he was fantastic and everyone ranted and raved about him and I'd play with Ben. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put these guys together and, and, and come up with some tunes and play some shows and see how it feels. And, and it's always felt great. So just kept chugging along with that. Nice. Is, is it a different kind of feel, uh, from the Lumberjunk to the Matt Weidinger trio? Yeah, I would say so. I think, uh, when we started with Lumberjunk and, you know, got some tunes together, it had more of a kind of a hard rock thing. You know, there was different colors to it, but it was definitely rocking. And I kind of wanted the opportunity to, to be able to kind of do whatever I want, to have it in a certain realm, I guess, but also not feel like it had to be stamped with anything and write songs and, and try to uh, present the songs in the way that felt be- best for the song, whatever kind of uh, production or uh, instrumentation that would just suit the song, you know? Yeah, follow the song's path. Yeah. 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 It makes it more, of, again, going back to the recording process, that can make it more interesting with uh, with the actual recording or mic placement even of, of anything, if you wanted a, a dead sound for the drums as opposed to a big arena rock sound, and learning how to do that stuff on your own too, man, like it's, it's a testament. Like that, good for you for doing that. Well, um, I will say the first two albums we recorded, we we went to studios. Yeah, went to Canterbury and we went to uh, with Jeremy. Uh, Union Sound was the second one. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. was on the first one, and then kind of. Even I love those both of those albums, but again the demos I had made I went oh some I kind of wanted to sound worse sometimes like it sounds so good yeah. yeah and all these references I had in my head it's like I I didn't know how to describe what I was trying to yeah. you know hear yeah and that kind of went back to that thing of okay well I'm gonna try to do it myself and see how yeah. far I can get with this so it, do you re- do you record all the stuff for the uh, Matt Whitinger trio like on your own or how how is it a different uh, process? Um, well, yeah, the first two albums, Matt Weidinger and Breakage, yep. we went to studios with and kind of orchestrated the parts. And uh, and then since then, it was great. Well, it wasn't great, but yeah, I had the Breakage album all ready to go for a March 2020 release. Uh, <laughs> and I still put that me? out. And yeah, did you? Yeah. yeah, it was. it went well. Like I... I kind of had to lick my wounds a bit and, and go, okay, I'm, it's ready. I'm not going to wait. So... And I already had CDs and vinyl printed, ready to go. So yeah. uh, I put a call out there. Well, I put it out on Bandcamp first, and people were super supportive with that. And then I, 
uh, had the CDs and albums ready to go. So I just kind of threw it out online and said, I'll drop them off in your mailbox. You can e-transfer me. And again, people were really supportive. And at that point when the album was ready, I already had a handful of songs for the next batch ready to go, including You Don't Need Love. So just thought, I'm going to keep making these demos and get them to the point where it's like, maybe this isn't a demo anymore. Cool. Yeah, right on. That yeah. that is kind of like that's so what you're I mean. doing the recording yourself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for these awesome. last bunch of tunes, I'm I'm doing it all in. Oh, they sound great, man. That's, oh, thank that's you. That's really that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and John's been John Knight, our producer of the show, has been helping produce your stuff too. Yeah, he's been a bit of a guardian angel with yeah uh, that, with for a us lot too. of stuff. Yeah. You know, all those live streams and and yeah, for this stuff, I wanted to. Uh, try to get the idea of the song and the way it felt and how it sounded to the point where I was going, yeah, okay, this is, I don't want to change any of this, but then you get a guy like John in there who knows more than me and goes, well, I'm going to do this because that's going to bring that out more. And to not get the character of the song changed, but to just, you know, throw a little bit of makeup on it. Maybe. Give it shoulders. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. Yeah. He's good at that with us too. That's man. his expertise. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is it. He yeah. does kind of add and make things better. Yeah. We love you, John Knight. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Let the and record show. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, t- maybe talk a little bit about those live streams. Cause you're still kind of doing that stuff. Like you're doing that pretty regularly or. I did one a couple weeks ago, I think at this point. And then uh, moving forward, I don't know how much more I'll do, but. It took a while to get into it. Like it took pretty much to get to the point of like, okay, I don't really know how I'm going to move forward yeah. uh, mentally or financially, to be honest, without yep. doing something like this. So, yep. and John kept kicking me in the ass and going, you know, so he, the first one, he invited me over to his house and set everything up. And uh, I did my first one November, I think, 2020. And then, then we moved over to my place and... Uh, you know, I bought a camera. He lent me some equipment. He would help set up. And then as time went on, we did a bunch of them. We did a couple of band ones. I did a duo one with Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah, for our our one, too. You did one with Mike. Oh, yeah. Our, for our uh, fundraiser. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as time went on, I realized, okay, I kind of know how to do this, and I can set this up with a lot of help from John. So yeah. by the end, I kind of figured out how to do it all on my own, which was great because cool. John's a great teacher. And uh, yeah. at that point, I had accumulated enough equipment that I could kind of keep it all in-house. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so do you, like, obviously, like I know you personally, but like you... Do you, though? Yeah, do, do you? <laughs> how do this you? summer. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> So, my placement. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, do you like, again, I, I'm just going to ask, like, I, I know that, like, you might prefer that, though. Like, do you, are you looking forward to playing live again, or do you want to just keep that, those three cameras and do the live stream thing? I mean, like, that's, it's there's an appeal forth, to that. Yeah. Like, there's a big appeal to that. Yeah. There's, uh, something that kind of happened to me, I guess, when, you know, I first, got out of my own, out of my folks' house and was gigging a ton. It was just like, okay, I got to pay the bills. I'm going to gig as much as I can, which is awesome. It's great practice. It's a great way to get around, learn your trade. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not careful, and I always wasn't, get to this point where I found myself showing up sometimes to shows and, and not really being engaged. It was like I was just going to work. Yeah. And I stopped enjoying some things and I stopped putting energy into some things and, uh, and I was kind of before the you know whole shutdown and pandemic. I was kind of thinking like, oh man, I wish I just had a 
a break, a break to get my head together and find out what I wanted to do. And in a, in a weird kind of sick way, I was granted it. And uh, yeah. so coming back, I, I've been really thinking a lot about what I want to do because I don't want to get back into a position where I'm just out playing all the time with no real intent, which is what I was doing sometimes. You know, I mm-hmm. was putting on a good show, I think, but always feeling like, well, if I did this or if I did this, but are people going to get it? Do they want this? So I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do and how I want to do it and who might be interested and what's the right venue. So at the moment, I booked up a couple of different shows in April. I'm going to do a Sunday afternoon at the Jazz Room, just That's solo. Great. Yep. Nice. And, uh, and you know, put a, a ticket price on there and, and I booked something in Oakville in London. Just as this idea that... I'm, what's I'm, the date? Sorry, just, just while we're talking. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the date in April? Yeah, just yeah. so people I think know. it's Sunday, April 10th. Oh, it's my birthday weekend. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so. let's just try to stay on topic. Here. Okay. <laughs> if you don't buy, that's don't, great. It's not that's all my about birthday. You. Yeah, it's my birthday. I I don't give a shit. Anyway, so the next congratulations. Show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> you want a birthday cake or yeah. want some candles? Yeah. <laughs> How so, about we blow it out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so April tenth, and then uh, the next one. Uh, I, this would have been good things to write yeah. down. I'll be putting some posts on and stuff about that. So if you okay. check the social media out, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I booked four or five of these shows that try to make it like a low ticket price. So you know, it's it's not like a big ordeal in a good mm-hmm. way. You know, with mm-hmm. lots, but just like I'm gonna play the piano. I'm gonna sing my songs. I'm gonna sing some songs that inspire me, with the hope that you know people will come out to see a show and and you know we can i don't think you'll have a problem with that man i'm sure there'll be lots of folks out well i I can attest right right before the last lockdown christian and i went with john and Lori to see him in london nice and we got a table and it was the trio yeah and so the the first set was really 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 good we were like fuck i don't know he's gonna top this but what was the we went outside and we we had and Tammy and Dave were there. Oh yeah. So we had uh, some hash joints and we went outside <laughs> and we took there. a we took a trip. Why not? Oh yeah. We took the a trip. The police are knocking yeah, at yeah. the door. I know, right? Have you mentioned that on what, what are you doing here, Sting? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we had some hash joints and then the second set we came in and Just and we, down. <laughs> the second the second set we came in and you took us on an, a fucking journey for the first song. It yeah. was like what was the tune? It's a song called Breakage. That that was your own. Okay, yeah. there you go. So the live the live version of that was just like everyone at the table, well, everyone in the room. We were all like, I don't know if maybe it was the hash, but like <laughs> yeah. everyone at that, ta- at that table was just like, you guys are watching this too, right? Nice. This is it yeah. was a fucking journey, man. I yeah. oh, why is this you. good? It was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was so good, man. It was one of my favorite live shows in recent memory because he would do something like that where it's like this big sonic journey and then the next song he would be doing like a you are my sunshine by ray charles or something oh, like yeah, that nice. it was yeah. fucking great man so you kind I can't, of you kind of flow through a bunch of different genres that that go on in matt weidinger's head is that the idea i guess that kind of formula started i i would do these christmas shows uh and i did one this year too at the jazz room they started off and it was kind of my idea that I'd play some original stuff, but I'd also play some of these songs that were like B-sides or like 
artists you know, but songs you don't, because everybody knows songs that have been played on the radio in top 40 or whatever, like even from the 60s and 70s. But then we get these artists that, you know, I'd have these real connections to these songs. And I was thinking like, oh, these are these are great and I, and I want to play them live. So again, I try to get people in a room where it's more of a listening environment and then take them on this journey with us it because was, yeah yeah you, cuz you get through these you know sometimes in there's we all know there's different kind of shows there's different kind of venues sometimes it's a you know like a, a party night at a bar and you get to keep the people dancing you get to keep them rocking and other times you want to play something where I'll do a quick aside there's a Randy Newman interview I read a while ago from 1970 in Rolling Stone and he's talking about his own music and he's uh, and the interviewer says that you know Randy sat down at the piano at this point he's playing dissonant chords and he's talking about his songs and he goes yeah you know I, I don't think anyone's I don't think anyone's stupid for not liking it or or I don't think they don't understand it I think a lot of people get into a place where they put music on in the background or it's something that's yeah. you know not the primal focus yeah. and Randy said in this thing that uh, the only way my music's going to make sense is if it's at the center of your attention. Because then it's gonna you're gonna it's gonna take you on the journey that it wants to go, and I'm not yeah. comparing myself in any mm-hmm. way. It's just that really sunk in with me that some songs you need, or like movies, or yeah, some information you need to take in, you know, with all your attention for it to make sense. Because like, yeah, in a pair but, of headphones, you know, like, yeah, imagine or in front of a couple of speakers. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It's you're right. I think, and I think you you do do that live, man. Like I, I, I said it to John. I said it to Tan. Like we, it was it was crazy because we were we all felt the same thing at the same time. It was that's why that was one of my most favorite live shows I've seen in recent memory. Is because we were all kind of like you guys are like you guys Taking over the room, too, right? right? Yeah. While well, we were all talking about it too at the same time, you weren't like, talking oh, while the music was going on, were yeah, you? Yeah, over man, actually. <gasps> yeah. yeah. See, this is what, what you guys are in this too. Meanwhile, it's just life is just a fantasy. (laughs) See, that's a Thomas snare. (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. That was that was was the other part of that show that was so good too. Is that it it was clearly so rehearsed, like it was very rehearsed and very tight. But Ben and, and Mark were great singers too man like it's a it is kind of oh yeah everyone's singing all the time oh, like it's it's cool. cool yeah like there's doing the real backup vocals and and there's something about a trio too like i've done different lineups where i've had extra guitar or whatnot and and i would like to, like well in my mind i want horns and yeah, you know, yeah. two yeah. keyboards and all that stuff but with the trio there's there's you have opportunity for so much space that you know there these things can grow and grow or break down and there's enough sonic space that you can really take things in different directions do you find there you get along with those two really easily in that um sharing sonic space kind of way yeah because we put so much time in together like i've been playing with them in different bands in different ways for probably 10 years at this point so there's been a lot of you know hours put in on stage and rehearsing so when you get to that point it's like okay i I know where it's gonna go here i'm gonna know where you know yeah. Yeah. And you guys all kind of seem just talking to all you guys, you're sort of cut from the same cloth, you know, like just Assholes. you like that. You like, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was like, you said it, man. I didn't <laughs> No, I was no more just, you know, like you, you go, maybe you keep to yourselves on the breaks and you just, you know, you're, you're very focused on what you're doing. It's not a, it's not a social 
gathering for you. It's a job and you guys all treat it like a job. And it seems like that comes across very apparent and you guys all get along too, which is also great, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I found that definitely like you guys have both gigged a ton. We're all in the same boat where some people thrive off social environments and, and I'm not one of those people. And yeah. in the past, I've yeah. made more of an effort to to be there and talk to people and, and be up there. And, and then I find it's like the gas tank is empty and, and then mm -hmm. I'll be driving home and I'm like, who am I? What? I feel like I'm being a fake person. And yeah, that doesn't work for everyone. Some people don't like that or they have an idea of, of, Oh, that person standoffish or whatnot. And I kind of just made a decision that like, I'm going to do what I can in those situations. And, and I'm just going to try to be honest to myself. And, yep. and if there's nothing left, then I, I don't want to go be fake to someone. I'd rather someone give me a call or send me an email and then I'll, I'll give them a real response yeah, rather yeah, than right some on. manufactured thing that you say every time someone says something. And is that, sorry, like going not to get too deep into that, but is that maybe a reason you were kind of... I don't know. I, I don't want to even use the word isolated, but like in high school, like that was sort of your escape. Music was like, I don't have to be that. So I'm going to be this over here. Is that, oh, yeah. so, you know what I I'm know. trying to say? Well, definitely. And, yeah. and feeling like I could connect with people through music on stage without even having to look at them. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, you hear some people and you see some great examples of people who are really great at being on stage and like being a commanding presence on stage and uh -huh. like looking at people, not actually pointing like I am now, but you know, <laughs> well, you play with a lot of those people. Yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. And I always felt like, Oh, if it's powerful enough, then you're going to have that connection without, you know, looking at them. And so I like to shut my eyes on stage sometimes, yeah. or I like to yeah. imagine we're making this kind of bubble and, and, but it's still getting out to the people and, and it's yeah. still reciprocal, you know? And it's still real. Like you're still moaning yeah. every note you're playing. There was, right? yeah, there was nothing manufactured about the performance, the live performance. Yeah. It was very organic and absolutely. That, well, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. It was, you. it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Man. And and right right when we was done, Matt came right over to our table. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. Oh, there's zone. my people. I was gonna and say, if I'm gonna know, spend yeah. that energy. It was, it was, it was well us and his parents, and that yeah. was yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> there were a lot more people there than us oh, and his yeah. parents. But <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, he should have left it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just our table and his parents' table. Yeah. Hello, you it. six. <laughs> How you doing tonight? Yeah. The original <laughs> six. The volume's too loud. <laughs> Turn down the piano. Yeah, yeah. They calls us the original six. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, Weidinger six. Yeah. yeah, I want you to want me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, this is Jay from Kitchener Famous and I want to chat about the Crazy Connect. These guys have 14 kinds of poutine, 12 different specialty pizzas, plus burgers, hoagies, ribs, chicken, Donaire sauce, Railway City Brewing Draft beers. It's incredible! They also host the Rusty Nail Comedy Shows every Friday and Saturday nights. And if you want to reserve tickets or check out the calendar and see who's performing, go to www.rustynailcomedy.com or on Instagram at Rusty Nail Comedy. For more info about the Crazy Canuck and their menu, visit their website at www.crazyconnect.ca follow them on instagram facebook twitter and next time you're in there for 15 percent off that next food order use discount code kitchener famous at the checkout
some of the other people you played with, uh, notable mentions, like, can you talk a little bit about working with, like, Lee Aaron or uh, maybe Brian Vollmer, some of the, uh, the more, oh, yeah. uh, like, well-known Canadian artists? I got a, a call a while back. Uh, to There was some uh, a need for a keyboard player in Lee Aaron's band. So, uh, yeah, I went out and learned the songs and, and did a bunch of shows for a couple of years. And that was awesome because, you know, she's such a powerhouse. And yeah, she's a legend too, right? Yeah. yeah, and that was the first time I'd been flown somewhere for a gig, right. you know, going out to Edmonton or whatnot or doing these festivals or these different sort of club dates and stuff. So that was great because that was, I'm trying to think, that was probably seven or eight years ago now. And it was just like the right time in my life to go and do that. Like, hey, I'm on a plane. I'm going to a gig. Oh, this is yeah. cool. We get yeah. a hotel room. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was great. I don't have to share it with anyone this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was she to work with? Was she, uh, yeah, how was she? Oh, she was, she was awesome to work with, you know? She always great sets and she always gave it on stage and super yeah. friendly and and the yeah. you know everyone in the band was great to get along with and talented cool. bunch. are they like is there any plans to do any like that kind of session work too in your future or um or are you just going to stay focused on the trio matt Wadinger stuff yeah well, i'm, I'm kind of thinking about building a well i have all these ideas about building this giant bubble of these different things i can do because it feels like anytime i get too focused on one, one thing yeah I, again, I lose track of it and I don't, it, it doesn't feel like it's real to me anymore. Um, it's yeah. like looking at it, you know, breaking apart with a microscope and you're looking yeah. at it to the point where there's nothing there. So right. yeah. I find it work best when I've got a bunch of different things on the go. So I'd love, I love doing, I get calls to do session work from home once in a while and, uh, always love that getting a great tune and playing organ and I got all the keyboards and whatnot. So nice, nice. Yeah. And then you worked with Brian Vollmer a little bit too, yeah? Yeah, we we went into the studio and laid some tracks down for his solo album that he did, which was awesome. Great tunes, and he did some cool covers on that as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the song? Uh, Boogie Woogie, uh, Rock and Roll, or Rock and Roll. Oh, not Boogie Woogie, it was No, it was Boogie Woogie. <laughs> it was, uh, what's the guy, Long John Baldry. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. We did one of those tunes, great honky-tonk piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you then on the on the honky-tonk? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then one other thing I wanted to mention was too, was the, uh, actually going back to John, was I listened recently, and I only recently realized you were on it, but his um, his live at the Jazz Room Oh, yeah. Record? Who's yeah. that? Spe specifically. Yeah. Soul John Knight. Oh, John Soul Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, specifically a song that, reminded me of you was grinning in your face oh yeah oh that was uh, i could hear you singing on it too and i was like listening and i'm like that's for sure matt and then sure enough at the end of the song he introduces the band yeah. and there he is and matt Weininger is playing second keys or, or piano or whatever it was nice yeah it was it was that's a great record too man it oh was, yeah. yeah i like it's fun to be part of yeah how's that playing with like mark wessinger like a second keyboard yeah. player how that's always fun i've done that yeah. with uh, well i've done that with lance a bunch as well and and scott galloway and uh right and it's it's great because it's kind of back to the recording thing when there's more instruments on stage you know, if you're not careful, there's a better chance for clutter and people playing the same things and kind of mud. Yeah. But uh, when you're playing with another great keyboard player like Mark or Lance or Scott, 
it's like, okay, I'm going to do organ on this one. I'm going to do piano. And then you kind of listen and okay, he's doing this. So I'm going to be here. And then it, yeah. it's like dancing, you know, it's, it's, awesome. and when it's, when it works out great, it's just awesome. Cause you got this huge palette then, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Playing different inversions too. I find is, you know, I never want to watch a duo play a G chord at the same time. I've oh, never, yeah. Yeah. the I'm power never... of two G's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two yeah. G technology. <laughs> <laughs> two G. <laughs> G squared technology. <laughs> That's like a G2 Gatorade. <laughs> so do you have any favorite, any like notable gigs, favorite gigs that you come to mind or like you're funny? Yeah, there's lots of funny ones. There's like one of my first gigs I think I did at Bobby O'Brien's, uh, the keyboard stand collapsed underneath me and I had to grab the, you know, oh. so that was good. Um, Jeez. Did you catch it? I caught it. And then I looked into the audience in fear, like, someone help me, because it was one of the weighted ones that was kind of heavy. That was Pulled good. his shoulder at his first gig. <laughs> oh, I got a great tale for you. Once yeah. again, John Lee's out having a smoke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there in 25 in. minutes. You want to be careful with that uh, stand up there, Matt. <laughs> I forgot my pin at home. <laughs> I got a great gig story for you. Yeah. It was probably right around the start of like going to do gigs and stuff and uh i had somebody ask me uh to come do a private party for a birthday party and i had played some parties at this point so i was figuring okay it's backyard barbecue kind of thing sure. so i show up and it's you know this little house and uh oh no so are we going to the backyard and they go oh no it'll be in the living room it's my dad's birthday <laughs> so, he can't be outside oh. <laughs> 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 So, <laughs> he's Scottish we don't go outside <laughs> we keep the, the curtains closed <laughs> so I end up setting up in like the corner of the living room and uh, and the family all comes out and they were such nice people and I almost feel a little bad saying it but they come out and I was like <laughs> where the TV should be and they were all sitting on the couches with like TV trays eating dinner oh. and I'm playing there and the dad is wow. just not enjoying it oh that's what's great. that song they asked me to do one of those brian adams songs from uh summer of 69 no or... it was like the ballad one the oh everything i do that's oh, it oh, you. and i'm struggling that's through this song oh, yeah that's it, it? i had to learn it, it? yeah oh. God, it was not, you know so uh, i did it can't and tell me it's not <laughs> worth dying for <laughs> go, go. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. the fuck would they request that song? Wow. It was bizarre. Wow. And then I was supposed to do two sets, and after the first set, I said, Oh, I'll just take a little break. And she's like, No, dad's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> you really butchered that practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Passed shortly after. <laughs> I like that he like oh. he, you you brought a little bit of discomfort to it, and like it's his fault. Oh my like god. Like it was hundred no, percent no. this guy's fault. At that point, he's allowed to say whatever he wants to say. And if he thought that's enough, yeah. then that's, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. enough. I yeah. still got paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like living in a fucking Christopher Guest movie, man. Like that's just oh, that's, funny. that's so yeah. painful. That's like that's beyond spinal tap because it's like a private event, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, there yeah. was five of us total. Oh what? Man. Oh, wow. So there, there wasn't was a, a lot of people? It was the the, the main oh, family and me. Who the fuck had That's the idea? Creepy. Was it I'm like gonna a, set you up in the living room? Was there with a just corn maze behind? Like <laughs> yeah. I heard noises from the basement, but I was too scared yeah. to really check. <laughs> I think there's a storm coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh, that's crazy, man! Did that's... you just hear the banging on the pipe? <laughs> <laughs> the rattle of the dog's chain. Quiet, witch! <laughs> Those aren't dog chains. <laughs> mister, Mister! Oh my god! Quiet, that's witch! Awesome. <laughs> so. uh we haven't talked about uh, Romeo Sex Fighter. How did you meet these cats? Oh, yeah. Well, I used to go see him at the boathouse uh, with the great Paul McLeod. Yeah. And I uh, was always blown away because I was like, these guys are awesome. And it, it's like this kind of circusy vibe on stage. And it's yeah. it's rocks, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then as time went on, uh, you know, we lost Paul, which yeah. is a tragedy and miss him all the time. And uh then uh, the boys were still kind of playing as a trio, and then Mike got involved, and I would go see him at Core Call with Mike. And then at some point, I started coming up and asking, hey, can I get on for a tune? Can I mind if I play guitar? Yeah. Nice. And then at one point, I said, hey, you mind if I just bring my keys out and sit in with you guys for a set? And and then it kind of just formed naturally from there. Yeah. So you weaseled your way in. Is that goddamn right? I, did. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched it happen, man. Saturday afternoons at Core Call for a while were kind of a thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, I, I just kind of, that was where it happened, where you, you and Mike kind of, it was kind of right after. Paul. Yeah. And I I saw what was going Mike on. Mike Todd, at, by the way. Mike Todd, about. yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. But I saw what was going on Sundays and I had a bit of say over who was coming in there. And oh, I said, okay. oh, Saturday. See, after. it's always about him, right? No, you no. Say, yeah. I said Saturdays would <laughs> be a good thing. Want to talk about your birthday again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's April sure, tenth, folks. Yeah, yeah, 10th. That's no, right. it's on the ninth, man. Oh, I said it was my come weekend. Celebrate you didn't the jazz room. Couldn't even get 10th. that right, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, and then I just kind of watched it happen organically. Like I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck, Mike, Mike's up there now. It's Matt, and oh, it's, now it's a fucking super group." It was crazy. Yeah. It, it always begs the question too: Have you ever just thought about doing your own shit with them? Like right? original stuff? Yeah. Not your own shit, your own stuff. Like yeah. your own yeah. original stuff. Yeah. My own garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not their garbage, your garbage. Have you ever just garbage. thought of keeping your own garbage in its own trash can and where it belongs, you know? Like, we've done that yeah. before. Like we've yeah. uh, we've we've gotten together and worked on some tunes. Mike brought in a tune or I brought in a tune and it, you know, it had its place, I guess, but there was also something about just keeping the band what it is and what what's always felt great in and, and one of the great things about Sex Fighter is that we always Sex Fighter the tunes, as we call it, which is, yeah. you know, we'll learn the song to an extent, and then how does this feel, you know? Because in my mind, there's no question that uh, Brian, Ryan, and Jay are the core yeah. of that band, you know? Me and yeah. Mike are, are add-ons, and we do our thing, but the way those three guys play together is unlike anything else, really. Yeah. They've got their own feel, and, and the way it ebbs and flows is fantastic, so... It's kind of how the song naturally sits with them, and then me and Mike kind of add on our own flavor. But that, like, that's the engine of the yeah, of the yeah, band yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, good call. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys always put on a crazy show, and you're yeah, it's always great. The most Kitchener famous band, I would say. You know, <laughs> oh, I mean? hot dog. So, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Also, the uh, Canada's longest band. Yeah, I think. longest. Yeah, Vo- voted right. Voted, voted Canada. Yeah. Nominated. I. So think. you asked a bunch of people who's longer and. They all came up and said, no one. Yeah. No, there is none longer than... We actually all got on each other's shoulders and formed one giant tall man and walked around menacingly and started to people, 
Who is oh, taller than we? Who, who's the poor fuck on stilts that had to measure you? Oh. <laughs> yep, pretty tall. Yeah, we just gave tall. the guy on the top a, a long piece of string. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just put a marker on the top. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any gigs other than April tenth? Can you remember any of the other stuff going on? April 10th um, is the like, jazz room. April 10th yeah. is the jazz room. Um, releases, even? Like. Uh, releases? It's weird. I've got I got a bunch of songs, and they're all done in different ways, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, they all need a little bit of work, but I got this bank of tunes, and I'm just kind of struggling to figure out what the best way to put it out at this point is. Because originally, I wanted to put out an album, and then it was kind of uh, a bit too much to think about, like doing it all myself so i thought i'm gonna put out a song at a time and i put the songs out and the first one you don't need love i uh had a video of the band playing it that i put out at the same time and i put it up on Bandcamp, and i put that one up on spotify just as a tester and it's okay you don't need love you don't need conversation song i put out i, I uh, put it up on Bandcamp and did another video for it so i'm trying to find the balance of how much uh like the audience how much they can take in what's too much you know i think putting out singles as much as i love albums putting out one song at a time i think at least for me might be better to keep people's attention as in it's not this you know big release and then nothing happens afterwards like just try to build it along the way, you know. Like an LP too, you could do a side A, side B, kind of like two. Or but something, like, let's know? call it like it is. If you're doing all the, uh, you know, if you're making videos and art, and you're you got to go with artwork, yeah. and you're doing like making the calls and getting the yeah, like that, it takes a lot, man. Like I know yeah. with Chris and I doing the electric gas, like we have like the fact that it's oh half, now who's making it about themselves. Well, the fact that it's half and <laughs> half though. Yeah, <laughs> it's April 9th, my birthday. My, bir- my birthday was actually last yeah. week. So. Yeah. Just for the record. <laughs> but uh, I know that having like 50% of the dealing with putting a single out even um, is fucking difficult. So, you know, laying that all that on your shoulders, trying to do 10 songs in a row or, you know, put them all out at once, like an album, it probably does make more sense to kind of like throw singles, like you're saying, because mm-hmm. you can you can wear all those different hats right well yeah and it's it's also trying to keep my head in reality like i think there's something about living in a my own little fantasy world sometimes and then taking a step out into reality because well there's been lots of moments over the last two years where i went i think the fantasy world is better than reality right now yeah but um at least for me you know i've got these ideas of of all the bands that i've loved from you know history the last 75 years or whatever and sometimes I've gotten in the past going, oh, well, if I do this and I set it up like this, then I could maybe win some people over or, or gain mm-hmm. some new fans in this and, you know, put all my eggs into one basket and then not thought about the other side of it and just gone, oh, that was kind of a, a short slide, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't get as much mileage out of that video or that album as I wanted to. And there's also lots of parts of the music industry that I just feel like, I'm not I'm not good at that. I, I don't, that's not for me. I don't like... I have a hard time promoting myself or, you know, I don't like being on social media that much. So trying to live in this realistic world of, of 
what can I do myself? What can I do to keep learning and enjoying the experience of making music? And how can I do it on a reasonable budget so I'm not spending, you know, $10,000 or more on an album and, and not making my money back or, yeah. or not getting it out to as many people as I wanted to. Like, how can I do it more in-house for a, maybe a longer journey, but one that's more self-sufficient, I guess. And you almost have to kind of balance, find the right balance between what are my expectations when it comes to, um, it getting a lot of traction too, right? Like yeah. if I'm just going to do it this way, you know, I'm not going to tell myself I'm going to sell millions or stream millions, right? Like that's it. Yeah, kind of leads back to like what what is uh, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what is success in my mind, you know, yeah. because that can really, really, you know, fuck with you to an extent to mm -hmm. think like, yeah. oh, I, I'm I'm this age now, I should have done this, or or people are going, well, well, why don't you do this? Why aren't you doing that? You know, oh, you should get a manager, you should get a producer, you should get a label deal or whatever, and yeah. I just go, okay, well. Yeah, that it's, it's easy to fall into those roles or, or to strive for, well, once I get this, then I'll be successful. And I've been trying to turn it into like, what do I like to do? What makes me happy? How can I be happy? How can I be challenged? How can I be comfortable? Not rich, but like doing what, what I want to do and paying the bills doing it and, and loving every day of it, you know? Yeah. And that's success in my mind. If you can find something you like doing and you can make money doing it, already you're successful. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Like out of the gate, you're successful. And some people, it happens to be being an accountant and some people, you know, they use the left side of their brain and you're an artist. Yeah. Right? Musicians, so, right? Musicians, yeah, right? Yeah. You're never really going to work a full day in your life if you if yeah. you do something that you like. Yeah. yeah. But right? there are different uh, spots to it, you know, like bugging people for gigs or figuring out That's gigs. the work. Yeah, that is the work, right? You have to, if there has to be some kind of element. I think the, yeah. the key is finding the balance of yeah. that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So like if you wake up every day and you have a nice regimen, I'm going to spend, you know, X to 1 p.m. doing this, and then the rest of my day is creative time. You, you can feel accomplished in more than one way. You know? Oh, that was one of the big parts of uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the last two years of being by myself, I started writing like every day. Discipline, usually right? the day before, I, I I've got a you know paper and I I write down and it's stupid stuff. Like sometimes it's you know the first thing on the list is make coffee, but if I can. Scratch, you know, yeah, and, and I got stuff all throughout the day. Every day I do that just to go not get stuck in these ruts of not what doing am I anything. doing or why yeah. did I just waste all that time doing that? Yeah, good it's, call. It's way better, man. Like to have a, a full calendar in front of you of even if you're doing things by yourself, at least checking things off. You can like they say the most successful people start by making their bed every day, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and that's a that's a thing. Well, I got and, that covered because I sleep on the floor. <laughs> 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 All right, so where can they find you? If they want to download your music or they want to buy your record, website, social media, all that? Yeah, all my music's on Bandcamp. Okay. Um, some of it's on Spotify. Um, I think it's but on But buy, iTunes. everyone listening should buy it off Bandcamp. Yeah, if you'd uh, that would make me happy. Yeah. That would um, help Matt out, so yeah. do that, whoever's listening. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And uh, the first, fr it. sorry, the first Friday of every month. Yes, hundred Friday. hundred percent of uh, the proceeds on Bandcamp go to the artist. So if you're going to buy it, wait till the first Friday of the month. Yeah, and buy Matt's album. There yeah, you that go. That would be great. Yeah. And or, then social or media or whatever. Yeah. You're promoting. yeah, social media is uh, is Facebook and Instagram. 
Matt Whitinger Music is where I go by. It's my handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a website that's just waiting to be... We saw that, yeah. Well, yeah. we've got mattwidinger.com. Is, yeah. is it changing then, or is it... No, it's going to be the same. It's it's okay. one of these things where I had all this work put into uh, a website around my last album, Breakage, that I, you know, I, I did all this work that I'd never done before to get a good bio written up and all this stuff. And then once the pandemic happened, I was kind of like... Yeah, I'm not gonna do. I just I don't I can't deal with trying to promote myself and and talk to about that stuff right now. So I let it sit, and now I've got this website that's already done, but it's kind of based off of the last music I put out. So that's one of the things I'm trying to kick my ass and then you know myself in the ass to do is is just have a website where people can go and and see what's going on. But you well, know not, we can not, overthink those things. Nothing yeah. makes you more disciplined than actually having to do that. And now that things are opening back up it's probably good because like if yeah. you have uh, like for example I know one of the things that a lot of people are starting to use is bands in town so oh, if yeah. you have a bands in town account oftentimes it automatically will just update you know if you've got your dates listed on your site where people can come see it automatically updates when you add it to your bands in account like it, it'll automatically update on your website or whatever you know? oh wow oh, that's cool so but we you, should be using social kindred right yes hundred percent hundred percent yes <laughs> matt didn't just wink so yeah. <laughs> but no social kindred too especially for the kitchener waterloo tri-city regions yeah everyone, yeah everyone should be downloading that app and and leonard's been putting a lot of hard work into that yeah oh yeah. you know what just popped into my mind you mind if i take the reins for a second sure. yeah, yeah, it's cool. i forgot about this i didn't forget about it we just got into other stuff mm-hmm. I would be a, a fool to not mention Lance Anderson mm-hmm. because Lance is a guy who took me under his wing and, and gave me these opportunities with uh, the the Joe Cocker show he does, Mad Dogs mm-hmm. Englishman, The Last Waltz, playing with him in the Matchadash. I learned so much from him uh, arranging bands, watching him do his business, learning mm-hmm. about the Hammond organ. So right, yeah, big shout out to Lance for all that guidance. Oh, that's excellent. How did you how did you meet up? Just kind of quick. How did how did Lance come into your life? Um, we were, uh, he was playing at the Kitchener Blues Fest and, and Claude, who books the, uh, organizes the Blues Fest, uh, had suggested to Lance that he, Lance was doing a Ray Charles show and he said, oh, you should get Matt involved in this. And nice. Lance told me later, oh, I don't really know this kid. And, uh, yeah. you know, but then he had seen me do, uh, when he was doing the last waltz at the Edelweiss years ago, I was playing maybe with you even in the, in oh, the, maybe, yeah. in the bar room and he went, yeah. okay. So we ended up playing together for the first time at that Ray Charles show at the blues fest. And yeah, we kind of kicked it off from there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, uh, website, mattwidingermusic.com. Uh, websites, or- mattwidinger.com, but it's just going to lead you to the social medias, which okay. are all Matt Widinger music. Okay. All right. And, and buy that record and buy that single on the first Friday, of every month of Bandcamp. They should buy it the first Friday of every month. Because it 100% goes to you. Yeah, and if they buy it every month... Yeah. That's a lot of buys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, are you going to be releasing music every month or I try gotta, to put stuff out every I'm month? I'm going to try to do every couple of months, I think. Yeah, okay, that's, give a, that's a good it realistic takes a lot. Show, right? Yeah, no, it's a lot. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm going to implode. Yeah. Yeah. Is this song any good? This song's good. Is this song any good? This <laughs> song's good. It's great. Oh, yeah. The bass, man. It's the bass. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, the speakers are off. <laughs> I still hear it. <laughs> well, it's right. probably a good, that's uh, what we got. good yeah. spot. To, I, I'm sick of Matt. Are you sick of Matt? I'm sick. Well, I kind of want to hear him play a song. You've been sick of me for 29 years. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break. I'm Jesse. I'm Jen. Hold on, we're going to get Matt to play. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, but we're taking a break, right? We got to set up. Let's take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, what'd you say? 
I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. And this is Kitchener Famous. We'll be right back. Hey, Jay. Jay. Jay, come over here. Oh, Jesse, what's happening, brother? What are, you, what are you doing here at the Greystone Rocket Club? Well, I'm just sitting here enjoying myself nicely with a fresh pint of Greystone Lager. I'm enjoying the newly renovated bar, and I'm just waiting for the music to come on, which happens twice a week, Thursdays and Fridays from 6.30 to 9.30. I also just can't wait for that patio season, man. I can't wait for that pine outside. Why don't you tell me why you're a little bit out of breath, Jay? Oh, I'm telling you, man. They've got these beautiful courts, these tennis courts, squash courts, pickleball. Man, they got this state-of-the-art fitness center. They got table tennis. They've even got indoor golf. You interested? in a membership or what? Is there still room left? That's a good point. They're 95% full, but they do offer a tiered pricing and a variety of membership options. Well, if you'd like more information on memberships, you can log on to www.graystoneclub.ca. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Graystone Racket Club or email them directly at info at graystoneclub.ca. If you'd like to speak to someone over the phone, call them at 519 Eight eight four seven zero two zero. Hey guys, this is Jesse Weber from the Kitchener Famous Podcast here today to talk to you a little bit about Waterloo Region's only comedy club. It's called Rusty Nail Comedy and it's located right inside the Crazy Canuck downtown Kitchener. They've got shows every Friday and Saturday nights beginning at 8 and they're bringing the best stand-up comics in Canada right to downtown Kitchener. If you'd like to book a table, you have to shoot them an email at rustynailcomedy at gmail.com or follow them on any of their social medias. That's facebook.com slash rustynailcomedy, Instagram at rustynailcomedy, Comedy or Twitter at Rusty Nail Comed One. Showtime's always at eight, and starting in the summer 2022, Rusty Nail will have two shows a night on Fridays and Saturdays: one inside the club and one inside the beautiful courtyard patio. You got to go to RustyNail.com to see the killer lineup, and you got to shoot him an email to get your tickets. So go ahead and do that right now. Welcome back, friends. Uh, yeah, Matt's um, Matt's ready to go. Matt Weidinger. Yeah. Matt Weidinger is here and uh, ready to go. He is. And yeah. this is the favorite, my favorite part of all the podcasts. I can probably speak for you too, eh? What's that? When we get the live performance in the... Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay, yeah. especially with guys like I'm not going to be very good. I'll warn yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been asleep in days. You yeah. just drank a liter of milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a straw. Yeah. You caught me the dairy bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget you can find matt at uh, mattweininger.com uh go on facebook instagram and look up matt weininger music uh and of course uh check him out on Bandcamp or spotify so what are you gonna play for us matt well, he don't need love yeah that's nice i love this tune yeah me too It's all mine 
floor Closing all the doors along the way But it's okay You don't need love Don't need conversation He's got to go out and make it alone You don't need love You don't need peace of mind He's gonna try and work it out on his own But today Though he has to stay He's got to find a way to go By the way When he's gone Just remember Couldn't you feel the weight of the pain? An endless yearning caught in the game. Didn't you mind all the empty town? Everything's fine. me I'm not the type to see what's in my way but who's to say you don't need love you don't need conversation he's got to go out and make it alone you don't need love you don't need peace of mind he's gonna try He's got to go out and make it alone He don't need pride The boy needs pride He's gonna try and work it out on his own He don't need love He caught a glimpse of himself today Oh, what a pity I've become He took a look at the world today There's nobody out
Really? Yeah. That's, oh, that was I love that. Awesome, Thanks. That's a journey, yeah, man. That's dude. A, Thanks, fellas. Yeah, that was awesome. That's man. that's my new favorite, I think. Ooh, yeah. I, I love the recording of it. And you know what? You mentioned tube earlier, especially in that chorus, man. Boom. Oh, Boom. well, here, oh, right. Yeah. Right? Go, <laughs> yeah. Show them yeah. about the Fender Rhodes that I use the real one. Right, that right. Farts right. out like that. <laughs> yeah. And I that that one I took from like I love uh of course I love the Beatles, but the Kinks, especially <laughs> in the late sixties, early seventies, they'd have these kind of orchestra arrangements. And even the yeah. ways the songs went, it felt like almost like a concept album. But yeah. so I wanted to write something that was in that vein of here's this song and it always can come back to that, you know? Yeah. But uh yeah. but it's got these different parts and it works yeah. and every time with the recording, you know, like each verse I'm gonna add something else. So it tries to keep the attention of the audience and Yeah. I, I gotta be honest with you too, and like hearing the recording a bunch of times, I I, I love how it goes out, but it always kind of broke my heart. I, I'm just going to be straight yeah, with yeah. it. I always kind of broke my heart that you came in that very last section there where you're like, so, so, forget, you know, yeah. when listen to it, but now watching you do it now, just on your own, it's almost like it clicked, man. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. that whole ride up to that point, and then you come back to reality in a sense, man. The, so that was The story was great, concludes dude. with where it started. Yeah. That's well, kind of, that, and, and that's that was the, the another idea with that song. It's like... I, when I sometimes I I never write happy songs really yeah. you know it always yeah. comes from a place of some sort of pain or or some discomfort, and I was going I don't want to just write another song and it feels like I'm just up here moping away yeah so it's kind of like the opposite of the Tom Waits thing what was that Tom Waits saying the you know the beautiful lyrics behind dark melodies or something yeah, like that yeah. I was like I'm gonna write some dark lyrics about how I feel and put it to a peppy vaudevillian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and and maybe that'll mask it, not even mask it, but just get people in without thinking about that. And then, yeah, that ending kind of felt like, okay, it keeps building, it's building. And now we have this back to earth thing, which kind of floats around of like the end, the conclusion of the story is, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, well, you're the problem, man. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes yeah. back to that. Yeah. 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 But I can kind of hide behind those feelings through that. Those, and those the music things. that you're making, you can hide behind that that happy music as yeah, well. Right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was kind of tongue in cheek too. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I really like. Man. Great tune, right? Yeah, Thank great you. tune. Well, thanks, Matt, for being on the show, man. I think uh, that's a great start to yeah. the season of uh, what's going to be a good season. That's Thank how you. it's yeah. done. Yeah. Man. I wanted yeah. to just start up top and work my way down. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to go but down. Yeah. The, who better than the tallest guy in well, town? Yeah, right. The longest <laughs> guy. Longest. In town. Longest. Sorry. Thanks, Matt. For coming out yeah oh, thanks for having me guys this yeah. is great yeah, yeah right thanks, on. thanks oh. for uh, coming into the dark basement with us yeah. oh, i'm used to the basement <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we know <laughs> all right i'm jesse i'm jay this is kitchener famous cheers guys Woo! you've been listening to kitchener famous podcast written and produced by jesse weber and jason carrero edited and co-produced by me john knight Available on anchor.fm slash kitchenerfamous or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe to all of your social media platforms at Kitchener Famous and to our YouTube channel, Kitchener Famous. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to kitchenerfamous at gmail.com or by purchasing our merch available on all our social media platforms. If you have an interesting story about your brush with fame, send us a detailed email at kitchenerfamous at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.